Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name's Rob Evans and I am your weight loss coach, your health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your mindset from where you are right now to being unstoppable. And it's uh, sort of late in the evening here on a Sunday night in Australia and I've been thinking all day as to what would be the appropriate topic for today because we've been waiting all day to hear about what is the latest status of COVID in our township and what will in our state and what was the next level of lockdown going to be. Uh, We are currently in what they're calling stage three of lockdown and uh, I've mentioned what some of those things are before uh, as to what, what it is that we're allowed to do in stage three And today they have announced that we are moving to stage four of restrictions. And that's due to uh, the growing number of cases uh, that we're getting each day. And to put it in perspective, so we're getting around, uh, I'll say between 300 to 700 plus cases of COVID a day, uh, which is is nothing compared to some countries around the world. But for, for us here, it seems way bigger than we're... Uh, the government wants it to be. Uh, so they've announced some uh, some changes. And the main one is that effectively tonight we are under curfew between the hours of 8pm and 5am. So we're not allowed to go out, um, ex- basically unless it's for an emergency or um, some work or that type of thing. Um, tomorrow there's going to be some further announcements as to the restrictions that are going to be in place for us. Um, personally, it will have um, a quite a dramatic impact on my own, my own business in the clients that I work face-to-face with. Uh, those that I coach uh, remotely, there's no issues there, but um, I have a big portion of clients that um, work with me locally. And so there is a limit of five kilometers that we're able to leave our home. That's for shopping or uh, for groceries. We're allowed to go out once a day uh, to go grocery shopping. We're allowed to go out uh, for one, up to one hour a day for exercise. And that, that's pretty much it. And tomorrow they're going to announce the industries that are going to be specifically closed, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the list goes on. So it's, it's a bit of doom and gloom. So it's stage four of restrictions. And I guess when you pull it all apart, I mean, this shows about mental toughness. And we already have a whole community that is on edge. And the bottom line is, I guess, in any community, you're going to have those people that are always going to do the right thing. And those people that it doesn't matter what you put in place, they're going to do the wrong thing. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of community spread through people that... um, uh, say have COVID, they're supposed to be staying at home and self-isolating, uh, but they're not. They're they're out, and we have uh, our military and police doing door knocks of people that are supposed that have got COVID, and they've got your details, and they'll come and check to make sure that you're home. And if you're not home, that's a court appearance. It's a fine and a court appearance. But the other day, they didn't report those numbers today. Um, but it was either Friday or Saturday, one in four, so 25% of people that are supposed to be at home because they have COVID are not at home. Uh, They're out at the shops or they're out somewhere when they should be at home. So is it any surprise that this thing continues to to spread? Um, It's very, very uh, disappointing indeed. 
Um, so we have a whole community that has been waiting for today. Um, I was out earlier this morning before the press conference because it wasn't until uh, late this afternoon. And the, uh, the, the supermarket near me, the car park was jam-packed. I go to a, like a bulk butcher and um, I went in to get um, my normal uh, weekly supply of meat. And the, so at 9.30 a.m. on a Sunday, the car park, which is normally quite empty, well, like we're talking like maybe two to six cars there, uh, it was full. There was dozens and dozens of cars there. There was a queue outside the shop of about, or there was at least 10 people in front of me waiting to go in. It was just crazy. So people have started hoarding uh, again. Now, they assured us today that there'd be no disruption to any of those essential services, um, uh, such as the food supply chain. Um, but I guess we'll see in the coming days and whether things settle down. But it's like the toilet paper uh, that went crazy for weeks. People were just hoarding and hoarding and hoarding. You couldn't get toilet paper for weeks. Uh, so that could be the same with some of these other things, um, like meats and, and other supermarket items. So we'll see people as human nature. People just naturally go into a panic mode. They want to hoard. They it's their natural response, I guess. And when it comes to those times, we become quite selfish and just think about ourselves rather than thinking about the whole the whole community. So these are really tough times. We've got a a sense of frustration from everybody that well, hang on, this started in March. We were told it would be over in June. We got to June. We wound back a little bit for 16 days and then you shut us down again, which you said would be for six weeks. And I made a prediction that uh, when we were shut down again, I said, there's no way we're only going to be shut down for 40, like six weeks, 45 days. I said, it will at least be double that. And uh, well, this was an instance where I was hoping I wasn't right, but uh, we're uh, just about to hit uh, the four-week mark for this current six weeks. And today they've said we're going to shut down these tighter restrictions for six weeks. And then they'll probably roll back for another six weeks for where we were before. So me still not being able to uh, to open my studio. And so if you think about the timing, I, I said oh, about a month ago that we'd still be locked up by the end of uh, by Christmas. And that's certainly the way that it's looking. Um, so... I can see that, like I, I look at what's happening around the world and there are, uh, like I think it was in uh, Berlin today or it might have been early this morning, so maybe yesterday, Berlin time. There were protests uh, for um, the public basically saying that the government's not doing enough. They want to open up in Berlin again. I can see that we could get to that same stage here depending on how badly certain industries are impacted. I have no idea how they're going to pay for this. Um, it's it's very very intense. So as you pull this apart, I think one of the problems is that uh, people are setting themselves up for failure because people put a timeline. Well, people, the governments put a timeline of six weeks, twelve weeks, whatever it was. So the initial one was um, like twelve weeks. Um, this time six weeks we've got to that mark and then it's kind of like falling off a cliff people are like well hang on you said it would be this we've got to that point now we're just falling off a cliff into a um, you know this timeless pit of I don't know when this is going to be over now of course everybody wants it to be over nobody knows when it is going to be over and I think the reality is we are going to 
live in this endless loop of uh, maybe lockdown, maybe not as less lockdown, lockdown again, not as lockdown, lockdown again, because it's just getting over and over and over. And until there's a, a vaccine, I can't say that our government now is going to just open up. Um, the economy is going to be completely destroyed, it seems. Um, but time, uh, time will tell. But I think if, if we're setting ourselves up for failure, like, okay, this is when it's going to end. Okay, we're aiming for that date. And then when it doesn't hit, then you get hit by a virtual baseball bat in the face of reality, which is actually no, we're not. We're going to keep going longer and even longer than we said before. So I think that's the first thing. Let's not set ourselves up for failure. I'm going to give you some strategies in a moment as to how we can cope with this. But the other thing that happens now, so lockdown. So we're, we're not allowed to go anywhere apart from you can go to the supermarket. You can only go once a day. You can only go outside uh, your house. for You can do it in your backyard all day if you want, but only outside of your house for one hour a day. You can see the people that are already battling with this. Like it's a, it's a real mental game people that are feeling lonely isolated and disconnected already are going to feel even more so that way um, so it's it's a really really tough time i mean um, you look at uh, the impact on kids you look at the impact on adults you look at the spike in the, the number of calls that uh, the australian uh, things like Lifeline and Kids Helpline and those kinds of th stuff. It's um, it's spiked dramatically uh, since April uh, um, when people started to uh, reach out. Uh, so I thought where, where I could add some, some value to you tonight is to give you some strategies so that you can deal with this. Now, obviously, I know what we're dealing with here in Victoria. Now, I, you look at other parts of Australia... And they're able to, you know, gyms are open. They're able to go out and dine and do all the things that they kind of were before. Some of them have still got their borders shut. Um, so we are by far the worst. Uh, we've got the highest numbers and we are the worst shut down. And we're kind of seen like the, the dirty state of Australia right now. Um, so it's really, really unfortunate. I wish I lived in another state right now, to be honest. Uh, but it is what it is and we've got to deal with it. So when it comes to some strategies, I think... The first thing that we need to do is remove the expectation. Uh, remove the expectation that this is going to end on a certain date because we just don't know that and we can't control that. You can always control, I've said this before, you can always control what things mean to you, but you can't control what is happening with COVID, what's happening around the world, whether a vaccine is going to happen. Uh, the whole world's hoping that a vaccine will happen. It'll happen soon, but who knows when. Uh, so we can't control that. So what you can do is you can remove your expectations and say, you know what? The first thing I need to do is focus on something different. And I think when you start to have that structure, that plan, that focus on what's important to you and what it is that you're going to work towards, then that's when some of these other bigger things, not to make them less important, but your focus is somewhere else. So if you're listening to the news all the time, it's like a camera lens. Your mind is like a camera lens. If you've got that focus completely on the news all the time, everything's COVID, 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 or a date of when it's going to end and we can finally get back to this and I can, oh, I can go and do this. I mean, 
I mean, I would love to be able to go back to my old gym and start using some of their equipment that I don't have access to so I can, um, you know, really enjoy that. I, I enjoy working out in an environment where there's lots of other people working out because it's got a, a buzz and a feel and a vibe to it. But I doubt that I'll be able to do that this year. I just, I just don't think that it's going to happen. So I have to focus on something else. So I focus on what I can do with my own equipment in my own studio and create an amazing environment in there that I can really um, you know, get that same vibe that I would if I was in another location. It's all just what, how I interpret where I am. So I think if you create some daily structure, if you've got that plan, if you've got that focus for what's important to you, and whether it's with your work, your personal life, your um, relationships, your uh, health and fitness, your body, the food that you're eating, all of those things, you can be putting a lot of attention in those areas and focusing on what you can control in your own household and not necessarily worrying so much about what you can't control. Now, just like me, there are many of you that your uh, livelihoods can be impacted by what's going on right now. Now, if I just keep focusing on um, oh, there's no money, there's no money, there's no money, there's no money, or there's not as much as I would normally have, then again, to me, that's a no-win game. So I've got to focus on, okay, this second wave, I said, all right, if I get another 90 days, here's all the things that I'm going to do. And I've spoken about that before about my 90-day COVID plan. So I've got a huge list of things that I can focus on every single day to keep moving them forward. And some of them are income-producing uh, components for the future, like post-COVID. Some are for now. Some are building things for um, uh, you know the future, like longer, longer term. Um, some are as soon as we open up again. Some are for longer term when we open up again, uh, and some are for here and now. So all of that requires some um, some careful planning. But the point is, I've created a plan, and now I focus on that every day. And I've created some structure so that every single day I know what it is that I need to work on. So guess what? Yes, I listen in to what's happening with the, the COVID stuff to say, okay, is there another announcement today? So I was listening today because it has a direct impact on classes that I need to run uh, within the next 12 hours. And they weren't clear. So I've had to communicate with all my clients uh, in... Um, that are scheduled to physically see me tomorrow and say, look, uh, I need to get back to you tomorrow once I can get some clarity from uh, like Fitness Australia and see what they say because it, uh, the announcement was was quite unclear. So um, there's a couple of things there for you, I think, to hang on to. The other ones, are, it's really, really important to get that support around you. Now, interestingly... Uh, the the last nine days, I've been listening to um, so uh, Kerry Pothouse, good friend of mine, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, she's been uh, recording the athlete story, uh, which you can get access to if you jump on my Facebook pages. You can find links to it, and you get an opportunity to listen into two Olympic gold medalists every night. And um, tonight it was two swimmers, Grant Hackett and Liesl Jones, multiple uh, Olympic gold medalists, fantastic people. Uh, both of them have dealt with mental health issues and spoke quite openly about those tonight. And what they were talking about in their sporting careers, and whether you're an elite athlete or you're just like me, and you're uh, you know you're an entrepreneur and you're uh, you know just wanting to help people, coach people to be better, run a more successful business. Um, 
then they spoke about the support that they needed around them, the coaches and everything that they need around them. So again, so we're in these really, really tough times. So what do you need? You need to get the right support around you. Now, maybe that's to do with your um, with your family, your partner, whoever else that you have around you. But also you need to think outside that. So for me, uh, it's about my coaches. It's about my friendships that I have. I have multiple coaches in different areas. I have friends in different uh, you know, across different um, different fields and everything uh, in my life. And all of those form a part of my team. Like my kids, they form part of my team and my support team as well. Everybody plays a different role, but you're not in this together. We're all in it together. And it's just a question of looking at who's in your team. And maybe for some of you, you need to increase who's in your team the number of people and it's not remember it's not just about number maybe you need to increase the quality of the people in your team as well I mean that's certainly something I've been focusing on for the last couple of years making sure that I'm working with the world's best coaches in particular areas making sure that I'm surrounding myself with the right uh, friends and people so that um, you know we're all moving in the right direction so I think that's a really really important part the other part that they also spoke about and so Lisa Jones, she spoke openly about this. She was asked the question about how she transitioned from being an elite athlete gold medalist into the next phase of her life. So remember that swimmers normally start out quite young. She was 14 years old when she won her first Olympic medal. And then, um, so I can't remember which games it was. I don't know whether it was Sydney or not. So uh, maybe she's in her mid-30s or something now, maybe a little bit older. And she says she's still struggling to find something that she loves as much as swimming. But she acknowledged, and both Grant did too, the importance of being part of something that's bigger than you. Okay, so where this works for me is that I've created this fitness family around me and I coach people every single day to be better, to be um, you know, a, a more engaging part of our community, to be uh, a, a better version of themselves, a healthier version of themselves, to help them achieve their own fitness goals and then to get to that level where they'll feel that, do you know what, I want to bring somebody else up with me and they can help someone else along the same journey. It's really really powerful but if you have nothing that you're part of then you can see how this all of a sudden gets really really tough because you you're just battling all this by yourself but again what does this do if you're something of a part of something bigger then automatically your focus is going to not just be on yourself otherwise what you'll do is you can wallow in self-pity you can just have these stories that you tell yourself that just go over and over and over that can wear you down like cutting down a tree uh, and that's not what we want so you've got to become something bigger part of something bigger than just yourself and there are many many different ways to do that and maybe uh, your business is part of that but maybe you need something other than what you do as part of your business as well so that you are bigger well you're part of something bigger than just what it is that you do normally um, this is what they both spoke about, that community feel in sport that, uh, you know, you may not be a, you know, world level soccer player or footy player or, or whatever it is that you, you participate in. But it's the fact that you are gathering. So where this is great, actually, is with cyclists. Um, so Lisa actually mentioned this. Um, so often you'll see around here, you'll see a group of cyclists go out together. 
you know, they'll have all sorts of stories that they'll tell each other. They'll stop at a bakery and they'll, you know, they'll just eat all the calories they just burn off. But, um, you know, it's a social thing for them. They'll talk about the Tour de France. They'll talk about great bike riders, um, experiences they've had on the bike, maybe rides that they've done. And it just gives them something else to connect with. It's like it's just so, so important. Now, obviously, right now, that's a real challenge here because there's no sport. Um, there's no sport at all. Uh, so, well, there's professional sport, but they've taken that interstate. So the, all their families and everything live interstate and they play interstate. There's no sport locally. Um, but you've got to maybe use some initiative here. Focus on this, on how, well, what can you, can be, can you be creating to be part of something bigger? And maybe it's part of being part of our fitness community. Maybe it's part of being on a... a um, like a, a group, a social media group of some sort of like-minded people where you can connect. I know of people that are on uh, like online book clubs, for instance, and they might share a book uh, of the week or something like that and they connect and they have fun and you build relationships and, and do that kind of stuff. All of these thing, things might sound fairly simple, but when you put them all together, this really helps people in a really, really tough time to focus their energy on something else, be part of something bigger than themselves so that it's not just all about we're waiting on this date. We're waiting for this date to pass and then we know it will all be fixed because we just don't know when that will be. So they're my tips for you today. Wherever you are in the world, I want you to look whatever your government is saying for you to do. uh, We have to all be part of something bigger to well, we're all part of this bigger thing together to fix it. And the only way that we can fix it is if we, if we all do the right thing. So whether I'm here in Packham, Melbourne, Australia, or you're over in Munich in Germany or somewhere else around the world, then you can all play your part by doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so please, please pay your part. Now, if you want to find a way where you can, uh, if you want to work with me in more detail, then... What you need to do is go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, click on the link, and you can opt in for a free consultation with me, and I'd love to connect with you soon. All right, so you take care wherever you are, and I'll see you tomorrow.